All right, welcome to the podcast that is not yet named. Fisk, hit us with the intro song. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> well, well said, my friend. So the point of this podcast is pretty much just to talk with someone in DI. Uh, this is the first one. It's kind of a pilot episode of sorts. We don't know if it's going to you know, be successful, be interesting, but I'm hoping it is. I'm hoping it's something that people find interesting, want to listen to, and maybe you get to know other people in our community. But uh, we have here for, I guess, episode one is Mr. Fisk. Episode 0.1. Episode 0.1, sure. And Fisk, uh, tell us a little about yourself. What do you do in DI specifically? I am the branding manager, so I take care of everything tech-related for DI. Well, most everything tech-related. There are some people that do specific things that I don't do. For the most part, though, I do. And you're the head of that, right? So I'm currently the head of yeah. half of it, yeah. The head of half of it. You're, so you're leading that there, and that's where a lot of people might know Fisk from. You uh, recently... Probably the most notable thing is redid the MDR. Oh, uh, that wasn't super recent, but the app. more recent than that, I did the mobile application. The yeah. mobile application, yeah. He made the mobile application that a lot of people have now for their events, which is great. Kudos on that. Uh, I'm going to open this up right here, Fisk, with a pop quiz, right? Because you come off as a very smart guy. A pop so, quiz? Wait, what the fuck? What the I'm going to give you a pop quiz, all right? <clears throat> okay. I was not... Now, I believe in you here. You got, we got four questions, okay? Four. And... These are things that I feel like everyone would know, but it's like on the spot, kind of tricky. Is this so the, the fucking podcast imp test? Is that what you're trying to do here? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is Fisk. I feel like this is just something I had in mind for you. All right, I was gonna ask Fisk some uh, questions, see how much he panics. All right, Fisk, do you know what a marsupial is? Nope. Wait, a little bit. Isn't that like um? Nope, that's racist. Uh, isn't that <laughs> like uh? I don't know. All right, so our marsupial is an animal that keeps its babies in a little pocket, right? It's a mammal, right? Oh, so I wanted oh. you to name two marsupials. A kangaroo and a kangaroo. All right, kangaroo is one. And then the other one is a female kangaroo. All right, a male and female kangaroo. Um, nope, not male quite. Doesn't, male doesn't do it. What are you talking about? You're fucking <laughs> What? You said a female and a female? I, I don't said know. a kangaroo and a female mm-hmm. kangaroo. All right, unaccepted. You, you're you going to miss question one. Um, any animal if I slice its stomach open. All right, not exactly, but... Technically, uh, it's just... A, a raccoon is a marsupial, it's an artificial I artificial marsupial. Koalas are a marsupial? Any animal I slice the stomach open of it is, is an artificial marsupial. That's, that's not how that works. So, uh, moving... <laughs> Yikes. A little bit violent here, Fisk. I wouldn't say some... that. Sorry. You get your questions right, man. I'm All right, I... I'm doing my best. All right, well, you missed number one, so the best you can get right now is a 75. Let's hope you pass. All right, question two. Name the actual name of one moon in our solar system. Moon. Um, moon is actually not the name of our moon. Okay, hold on. I'm not going to Google this. <laughs> I hear a little bit of clacking, so I feel Fisk might be Googling Wait, it. Wait, is Fisk... a a moon? No, it's a star. Damn you it. don't know the name of any moon in our solar system? You think I keep up with our solar system? I keep Dude, up I with don't... the solar systems outside of our solar system. These are some general questions. You don't, general... Know the name... you don't know the name of our moon? The Earth's this moon? One... The Earth's moon is called moon. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not. It's really not. Is it Luna? Or... It's Luna. Yes. Luna. What? That's so no. I I've decided it's called Moon. I have a piece of land on the moon and it says Moon. <laughs> Luna is the name of Earth's moon. You can't you can't name any more though? Uh Moon 2.0. Okay, sure. Titan is a moon on Saturn. That's one I know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. That's not you're yeah, not wrong. I figured you um, might know Titan or Luna. Luna I think most people should know. So I was hoping you'd figure that out eventually. How many moons do I have to name? Uh, just one. You're good. You got that right. One? Oh, <laughs> I'm at 25%. Right, yeah. 50, 50% right now. Here, wait, I think I remember some questions. other ones. Adrastia, Alpne, Almethia, NK, Aode. Yeah, these ones are just off the top of my head, though. Um, um, RK, Atona, Atona, Noe. I think I... And those are in alphabetical that. order off the top of <laughs> yeah. your head? Yeah, I, I still oh. things in my head that way. Very impressive. How... All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell named <laughs> this one? There's like four L's and then two R's. I didn't. A lot of names got named by like the Greeks or something, right? Well, the Greeks made, were not that bright. The Romans. They made, they made telescopes back then when they spoke weird languages. So weird. Wouldn't question. All right, moving on to question number three. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Name three. Space related. Oh no, the first one wasn't. I'm retarded. Name anyway. three green fruits. Um, an apple. Technically, you can get a green, green apple. apple. Um, yep. A banana before it's ripe. Um, and an, an avocado. Um, avocado is green on the inside. Okay, I'll give you that. Avocado is a fruit. Damn straight, you'll get banana. banana. I don't know. I don't really want to accept green banana, unripe banana, but That's sure. That's technically green, man. Can't believe you didn't say grapes. I don't eat green grapes. I'm not poor. Oh, green grapes are sour. Some people like that. You don't like sour foods? I do like green apples. Green apples are sour, kind of, aren't they? You're kind of sour. All right, question number four, Fisk. This is the... Uh, you can pass now. Oh, yeah. All right, you can do this. This just might take a little bit. I don't know. You're okay. a smart guy. Name five bones in the human body. The names of the bones. Um... I hate you. Metacarpal. Metacarpal? Isn't that how it's pronounced? Metal, 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 metabengitis. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, cl- the clavicle, isn't that a bone? Clavicle, okay. Metacarpal um, is a bone. Oh, hey, I was right. It's in the hand, isn't well, it? Well, it's, it's a set of bones. Whatever. No, right? I'm not going to give it to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Metacarpal doesn't count. Clavicle, sure. You know what? I didn't ask you if it counted, so... Um... Is the ulna a bone? The ulna? That's I believe the ulna is a bone, yes. Where is it? Is it in your... Oh, I can't... That probably shouldn't... I think that. the ulna is one of the bones in your leg or arm, the one that makes up two. Okay. Uh, it's it's long bone in Wait, your elbow. Wait, there's a bone yeah. called trapezoid, isn't there? Uh, you are, you're at two right now, you're saying trapezoid? I'm pretty sure there's a bone called trapezoid. No, there's not a bone called trapezoid, I'm no. 100% certain that I'm gonna Google it right now. Trapezoid bone. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna give it to you, Fisk. I was the trapezoid bone. Yeah. Alright, three bones. How many more do I need? Out of five. Femur. Femur. Okay, thank you for Tibia. giving the easiest bone. Tibia? Yeah. Alright, thank you. Those ones are easy. Five bones. Very good. 75 on the quiz. Nice. I win. Round of applause for Fisk. Yeah, fucking try to beat me. Didn't fail. Can't believe you didn't know what a marsupial is. You, should, you, can, you, you know what? I, know I what explained it to ones. you, and you didn't think of koala? Koalas you know are known for their pouch, aren't they? I don't keep up on animals. I hope a raccoon's a marsupial. I forgot I said that. That might be wrong. Um. Well, you made yourself. You you scored a thirty-five on your test, so. I oh no. Thirty-five. But... All right. So that uh, that's the quiz portion fix. That was a very surprise thing. Um. Yeah. But you did good. You actually you named five bones. I'm surprised think... you didn't say hammer and anvil in the ear. I feel like those are well known. Are those bones? They're... Yeah, the hammer, the anvil. I thought those were just things you, you do to enforce a socialist government. No, that... <laughs> not, no. There's like three tiny bones in the ear. It's like hammer, anvil, and something else, maybe. Those are easy. Femur, tibula, fibula. Yeah, I got the femur and the tibia because I remembered those. Yeah. I'm surprised. What was the one you said? Emu or something? What? Umna or something. I don't know. That was good. I, I barely remember that. Ulna. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Ulna was... I don't know why you knew that. I just know some random bones. It's very impressive. All right, Fisk, what are your thoughts on intelligence, right? Because, you know, we just took a quiz. Like I said, uh, you come off as an intelligent guy. What are your thoughts on intelligence's role intelligence? in, like, success? Intelligence's role, yeah, in success. Um, I don't think you can have success without intelligence. I not at all? That, no. Are you kidding me? If you're stupid, you're not going to be successful. Do, do you think it's, like, the primary factor? What, is, what <laughs> do you think? Well, first we need to define success. If that's true. Are some moron, and you get famous by chance and rich by chance. That's not success. That is falling into good favor with the world. That's not success. Success is when you try your hand at something and you succeed. And in order to succeed, you need to have intelligence. If you're stupid, you're not going to succeed at whatever you're trying at. So obviously, it's. It matters, right? It's something that plays a role. Do you think that it's the number one player, or do you think like hardworkingness, uh, likability, work ethic, you know, things I don't think like that? Likability means jack shit. Um, most well, people don't don't like me that I work with, and we are still very successful. Um, if you're thinking of like moving up a corporate ladder, being successful at your job, which isn't the measurement of success in life. But yes, even even in a in like a job world, um, moving up a corporate ladder is the like lowest and worst way to gain success. Um, the best way to gain success is through entrepreneurial shit. Entrepreneurialness. Let's use that. Um, 
<laughs> if you're climbing up a corporate ladder, you're wasting your time. You're going to spend years and years and years climbing that corporate ladder, getting nowhere until you're at a point where you just retire and use your pension. And then you've fucking wasted your time. Success is when you do something yourself. Um, hardworkingness, yes, it's important. But if you, again, if you don't have intelligence and you just work hard constantly, you're not going to get anywhere. Because you're going to get into an endless cycle of just working hard, working hard, working hard, moving nowhere. Do you think, say, starting a business and it's a very successful business and you put your life into it and then you don't ever marry and become happy, would you say that's successful? Cause Absolutely. You would, you would call that successful your, in your eyes? Your success is not based on other people's happiness and it's not based on having other people in your life. Your happiness isn't even based on other people. You can be extremely happy and successful with no one else in your life. Would you be happy with, like, Absolutely. owning a business and just having no one? You don't think that would get lonely? Nope, I don't get lonely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I feel like most people would get lonely in that situation, right? Or isn't that a thing? You're super rich, you have all that money. In fact, your potential and to be successful is probably going to be greater if you're alone. Your potential to be successful. So you're thinking of successful strictly from, like, a business standpoint. Um, but... Well, again, let's define success. There's multiple contexts in which we can be talking about success. Um, we were just now talking about it in like a corporate world. Um, if you want to talk about it in a personal life, that depends on your own definition of success. Because for me, success may not mean what it means to you in your personal life. Wouldn't it be just being happy? Wouldn't that be a successful life? If you, what you want out of life. weren't success doing good in your job? achieving what you want. If you don't want, if happiness isn't your end goal, then that's not success for you. How could happiness not be your end goal? I don't know. Different people want different things. If it is your end goal, then yes, achieving happiness depends on what makes you happy. It's, it's way it's... too personalized. You can't have one answer for everyone's goal in life, for everybody's personal success. Is happiness your end goal? This. What, what, what's your end game here? My end game is comfort. Comfort? All right, that's yeah, a good end game. Comfortably, that's my end game. Yeah, Which I, I guess can... in turn brings happiness. But... That's true. So you think, So just to you know recap, Intelligence is the number one factor, you would say, not work um, ethic. Because I would success? think I would argue work ethic no, is almost. I wouldn't important. say intelligence is the number one, but you're not going to get anywhere with no intelligence. If you're not intelligent, you have absolutely zero chances. However, if you have terrible work ethic, you also have absolutely zero chances. Do you think someone who is really intelligent, very smart, can have more often than not a more sad life? Because you know, as they say, like ignorance is bliss. Oh yeah, absolutely I can. Um, a very, I can't name names, but a very well-known software developer that I have been working with recently over the last two years, um, he was probably one of the smartest people I knew. He was extremely good at like C development, really low-level native developing, and I found out recently that he committed suicide, and no one really knows why, but he was an extremely like left-alone reclusive person. He was just extremely smart, so intelligence, yeah, absolutely can be a downer. Do you think that it's more likely than not that we all in this kind of uh, like realm, I guess I could say, are living in a simulation? Oh, I've got a big theory on that. Hold on. There's like a cop car passing me. He's taking forever to pass. It is taking forever to pass. I don't. Dude, Jesus Christ! Let's drive your car. Oh, he's coming back. Is he looping back around? <sighs> all right. I think. Nope. He's still here. Now there's a motorcycle. <laughs> this is all definitely think, getting left I think, in. I think we're good. What was your question? Oh, simulation. Simulation. You got a theory? So, not so much a simulation. Um, I mean, absolutely that's possible. In fact, very, very, very smart people think that's very likely to what's happening. There's a, actually statistically a very high chance that we're in a simulation due to the way that uh, string theory works. But my own... Well, okay. This isn't. Let's let's preface this by saying this isn't what I believe. It's just a theory I've had in the past about existence and reality and the way it all works. Um, if you examine the idea of reincarnation, um, the way that it actually works on a scientific basis is that there's a piece of us that exists in a separate dimension. It's not a part of the three dimensions that we can observe, but you can treat it as, say, an organ in your body. And that's what we think of as our soul. So when you die, you only die in the physical sense, and that organ remains, or that piece of you remains in that extra dimension, and then it just migrates to new new uh, matter in, in the observable universe. So my theory is, um, alongside that, 
and alongside the idea of um, brain, well, string theory. Do you know? Do you, do you understand how? Th I don't want to go into string theory. All right. The way string theory works in a very, very roundabout <laughs> way is uh, I gotta find a way, good way to explain this. I've always had difficulty explaining this theory that I've had, but like it's very. Is this what you believe is happening? No, no, no. Again, this isn't like I prefaced this before. This isn't what I believe. It's just a theory I've had that I think is very plausible. Okay. Assuming all of these different facets are true, which there's absolutely no evidence of. Say, for example, when you reach the end of your life, um, technically that is now two separate portions in string theory. Like it's two separate universes, it branches off. There's one universe where you lived, one where you died. And that being the case, everybody around here, you who actually sees you die, they're, they're people that have rem remained on that timeline in that universe, in that portion of the string theory where you actually died and they didn't branch off. However, what's going to happen is that technically since you, from your perspective, never actually stay there, like once you're dead, you're gone. From my own perspective, I am technically never going to die because I'll always remain in the one branch of string theory where I didn't die. So for me, I'm the only person in the world, in my current world, who's ever going to observe myself become the only immortal, immortal person. And the same goes for everyone else, but that no one else will ever see it besides them. So th there's a universe where, say, like, King James III still from many years ago found a way to live forever? According to this theory, there's technically one universe where every person in the world has lived forever, but no one else around them has. All right, so your idea is, given string theory, like the idea that there, for every single decision ever, right, you have A happening, you have B happening for every single choice. Yeah, it splits it into an entire new universe based right, on those that's, choices. That's so there are seemingly infinite, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a universe where we went to the moon, and on the moon was happened to just be a statue of Euphis, right? Right. Just randomly. So yeah. Yep. Technically. <laughs> right, because that's what you get when there's you know near infinite possibilities with tiny likelihoods of insane things happening. So. And that all of those absolutely no relation to what I was saying at the beginning about reincarnation, where I was actually well... going to reincarnation was a separate theory I've had, <laughs> where reincarnation's real, but your fucking the organ that exists in the separate universe technically just relapses to another physical matter. Okay, so this is a different theory. Right, those are two separate things. I don't know why I brought up the first one first. But so you're saying in all these different string theory, all these different universes, it's all connected, kind of, in a way that... No, opposite, it's all split apart. It's all split apart? Right. Well, every, every you're only existing the in the one where you live forever? Right. From my perspective, I will always be in that one. Because in every one where I die, I'm dead, I'm gone. So the only one I'll remain existing in forever is the one where I live forever. So you, talking to me right now, that you, might not be in that one, right? Uh, no, it would from my perspective, not from your perspective. Not from my perspective. Right. In your perspective, you'll eventually see me die. Of course, there will also be one perspective where one person alongside me sees me live forever and lives forever too, because there are infinite universes. Yeah, there's a universe where we all live to, you know, forever. Yeah, technically. Okay. So, <laughs> that's your theory. <laughs> but from Which... my perspective, I'll never be a part of that universe. Well, I will in one. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it's all fucky. All right. You sound a little bit crazy right now. I am a little bit crazy, dude. But that's that's string theory, to be honest. That's we yeah, basically went over string theory. About a simulation, right? Is that if, say, some future technology ever had the ability to easily kind of make universe-like simulations, where the people in it and experiencing the world couldn't discern it, and they could easily mm -hmm. make those, then it would make logical sense for them to make tons and tons of them, right? <laughs> Here's one excuse that you could say, well, yeah, absolutely, but here's one ex like, like obvious excuse you could say that's like evidence towards it happening, is that there's no solid definition for what consciousness is. There's no solid definition for what makes me me. So as far as I know, in a video game I'm playing like The Sims, one of the people in it, that's their perspective. There's no proof that they're conscious, there's no proof they're not conscious, or what the extents of their consciousness are. So technically, that's a simulation that they're living inside of, and as far as I know, they could have consciousness, they could not. I have no evidence to support either. Um, so there's no proof we're not living in the same type of simulation, just unaware of it. 
do, do you think that we're like a simulation that some other civilization made to kind of, hey, if we run this back, what's going to be the outcome here? Statistically Absolutely. likely when we make 100? You think that's, that's highly probable? Very, mm-hmm. That's very probable. And in fact, our own technology is getting to the point where we could create artificial intelligence that lives within an environment very similar to that. Right. So you think that that's... Because it seems like statistically if a civilization was able to do that, it would be incredibly lucky for us to be the one that is actually the one that made it and not the one that actually is in a simulation, right? Yeah. That's that's scary for me to think about, right? Because it's like the you can never know. Them who make us as a, as a simulation, for all they know, they're in a simulation. There's no real level. And that's one of the premises of where the idea that God came from is from... Well, that's that's one of the situations that supports the idea of a simulation is that someone somewhere decided, like, no offense to any religious people, I personally don't believe in God, but that there's a God. Like, some guy at some point was like, there's a God. And what put that thought into his head that there's a God? Probably that he's in a simulation and somebody outside of it made it. Have you done any um, research or know anything about uh, DMT? Uh, DMT? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you think that, because don't people who do that say that, like, they're all connected or something? People that do that generally have out-of-body experiences. Um, that drug has absolutely no bearing on any of this sort of thing, I would say. It's all a psychological thing. I've done some very similar drugs myself, and it's all very psychological. It's not anything else. It's just your brain working differently. Well, wh- where I was going to go with that is, is it, DMT is produced in the body. Of right. some people, it's right? And it can be it's released twice. In near-death experiences, the body can release it, right? Right. It's released once when you die and once when you're born. Right. So just from it being released at those two times, and maybe in like a near-death experience where you almost died, you can have it released. Don't Doesn't that seem almost in some way just like inherently special? Like that has to have some kind of significance. Why would our body be doing that? No, I don't think there's any significance. It's just another chemical. It's just another chemical, like because I was are thinking just a grouping of chemicals, and that's just the way it reacts to hmm. a specific chemical. So you you think there's no significance there? I don't think there's any significance to anything that happens in in our universe. <laughs> no significance? No, absolutely. I don't think there's any. Well, significance. if you have the if there any your... <laughs> significance to what's happening on this shitty little insignificant planet, then that destroys the idea of significance. Well, speaking of the little insignificant planet we live on, right? In the huge, ex- endless expanse of space. I was going to talk about, which is, you know, this is similar, is like the Fermi paradox, which is if space is infinite and, you know, it seems like technology is exponentially getting more advanced, how can space be empty, right? Shouldn't some civilization have taken over almost all of space and have taken notice of us? And, you know, why would they not reach out to us? Why does space seem so empty, if that's well, so statistically unlikely. So what I think the biggest cause for that is probably that there is a technological wall that eventually every civilization hits to where they can't reach out farther than XYZ miles or XYZ light years or whatever because it's just based on what we have in our universe, like the materials available, the, the chemicals, like everything available, the way that we can build and construct, etc. There's a limitation. There's going to be like we're within a universe that has limitations. So I believe that civilization has just reached a specific limitation where they can't reach out any further. And I don't think people on Earth are ever going to find another civilization similar to our own, but I definitely think they exist. You think they do exist? Absolutely. And we're just so far mm-hmm. apart that the technology cap doesn't allow us to be connected? Well, maybe not even that we're so, so far apart. For all we know, the way that another civilization evolved and... and etc and like grew they're not even looking and for all we know the way that another civilization evolved they're not even looking for the right thing like we don't know that some civilization out there evolved in the same way we did that like they're looking for life the same way that we are for all we know life can exist in different ways than it does here for like all that the human race knows about life is that it requires carbon there could be other life forms based off of something else than carbon that we just aren't privy to yeah, that didn't kind of form on this planet, right? A different planet? Right. That makes sense. So you think, well, because it almost seems inarguably to say that, like, space has no other life considering that, you know, the universe is infinite, right? I think our definition of life is very limiting, and I think uh, 
that trying to say that there isn't any other life out there with such a limited definition of life is extremely ignorant. Do you think there's like a fourth dimension and stuff with how, you know, that's 2D and then it like expands out another direction, 3D and then 4D that well, like we can't experience? There's there something is a fourth there? dimension, it's the temporal dimension. <clears throat> and I definitely believe there are more than just four temporal and spatial dimensions. What if, say, like, every civilization that got to a certain advancement is like, oh, if we all go to this other fifth dimension or something, if we can expand oh, no. into this new kind of I don't think bearing? we'll ever be able to travel to a different dimension. A dimension is something that's observable. We can observe three spatial dimensions. We can observe one temporal dimension. Um, we, we exist within all dimensions. It's just the way it is. Uh, so if another like species or whatever does discovered a fifth, sixth, seventh dimension, they wouldn't travel to them. They would just observe them differently. And maybe if what you're suggesting is that they would cancel out their observation of the four known dimensions to in favor in favor of observing these other extra dimensions, possibly, but they're still going to exist within all of them. So, so what if you got to a point where you know there's three directions you said or something and one time. There's right. three spatial dimensions three spatial. and one temporal dimension. One yeah. temporal, right? So what if we were able to create a computer or something that could somehow find the second temporal dimension, and somehow we find out that everything in the second temporal dimension is basically just paradise, and everything's amazing, and everyone's like, well, we have to find a way to get there. Well, temporal dimensions aren't quite like that. Like, things wouldn't exist separately in a different temporal dimension. What, like, at the most, what we would end up being able to do is find that these exist and then find ways to observe these dimensions. And when we are able to observe dimensions, we're not going to see anything new. We're just going to see more of what we're not seeing. It's like an invisible cup, because you can't see that cup because you can't observe that cup because it exists on dimension X. But, hey, now I can observe dimension X, and now I can see that cup sitting there. But through observation also comes, like, experience, right? Um, I think we'll learn a lot more about the universe if we were able to observe these extra dimensions, assuming they exist. It's very interesting. I think that that's, you know, enough metaphysics and crazy science <laughs> stuff for now. Although we might talk about AI later. We'll see what happens. Fortnite. You know, I, I think... Fucking Fortnite. <laughs> I, think, I think something interesting is happening with Fortnite. And I want to know that... Because it is... Do you think it's the most popular game of all time right now? Of all time? That's a bold statement. Of all time? No, well, I don't, I don't think you don't think it's of all time? Of all time, no. Most popular game of all time is chess. It's chess? Well, okay, video game. <laughs> the most popular video game of all time is either Snake, Pong, or Pac-Man. You think Pop more people have played Pac-Man? bounds to your definition of popular. Absolutely they have played more Fortnite. people have played Pac-Man than they played Fortnite. Okay, well, let's say modern video game that's actually like not a little arcade thing. Modern well, video game? Probably. Regardless, Fortnite is insanely popular right now, right? Okay, if you want to say what is the most game played game in the current moment in time, possibly Fortnite. The most played modern game has probably been Call of Duty, to my own Call of Duty? displeasure. You don't think CSGO? No, Call of Duty has mm. been vastly more played than CSGO. Out of modern games, when you don't put a time <laughs> But if you want to talk about the current time now, probably Fortnite. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's being what's big right now. I just spend all my time playing Rocket League. That's true. I think Fortnite among like younger kids, a little bit younger than me, early high school, middle school. That's that's like the thing. Like I don't, you're not going to a school, so I don't know if you know, but like I, the new freshman class just came I, in because the school year started. That's I, all they want to do and talk I, about. I think Rainbow Six Siege might actually be being played more than Fortnite right now. I don't know. I mean, regardless, it's like the most talked about and thing on Twitch, right? Is is it? It's certainly the most oh, popular Fortnite. thing on Twitch. I you were saying Rainbow Six Siege. By a landslide, right? Yeah. Fortnite is massive on Twitch. That's how people get followers on Twitch. Is they're just like, I'm playing Fortnite, and then they leave their computer up and walk away for a while. And they get all their all their viewers. And yeah, next thing you know, you have a thousand followers. Right. Well, you just got to get one good kill or something, right? And then you're set. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I'll never do it. Fortnite Divisions might be angry at us, talking bad about their game. <laughs> Fortnite's a great game. Anyone who plays it is a respectable person. Um, it's I don't know. To me, it seemed just too childish. I don't I don't know. What did you think? You played the game, right? Um, me, uh, I have yes. I, what did you think? Like I, if I when I played it, because I I played it pretty early when it came out on PS4. I did not think that that game would take off like it has. Um. 
I thought PUBG would stay bigger than Fortnite just because of the type of crowd it pulls, but then I realized there's a lot more people that play, like a lot more of the type of people that would play Fortnite, not that I'm trying to stereotype. When I played Fortnite, um, I did not personally enjoy it, and that's for the reason of the building mechanic. I feel like mm -hmm. I would have enjoyed it so much more if it weren't for that. But since I don't have, like, I guess I'm lazy, and I don't want to put in the time to learn, like, building patterns. So instead, every time I get shot, I just have a seizure and build walls in every direction around me, and they don't really make any sense. It's generally, like, one wall and then four feet back another wall and then a stair between them, and it's just random shit. Terrible at building in that game. So I just stopped playing it. Right. Connected to Fortnite, uh, which we could talk about, is like the most popular guy associated with it, right? Which one is that? Ninja. Do you know? I don't. I don't know. Don't watch. You don't know who that is. About him. I know the name. All right. Well, I'll give you. I don't have like specific statistics, but he. I think he I gets like makes a shitload of money. Yeah, he had like three hundred thousand plus viewers or something, just like consistently or something insane. He looks like Gabe from The Office. Gabe. Yeah, in the face. <laughs> Um, do you think that, like, these huge gaming superstars that are coming out of Fortnite, do you think that they're gonna, like, ever branch out? Do you think they'll play a significant oh. role in anything, or are they gonna die out? What do you... Every streamer that gets big at anything eventually has to branch out. Look at John Sandman. <clears throat> he used to exclusively play Rocket League, now he has to play everything else in order to keep his channel alive. And that's because the communities around games and the games themselves always eventually die out. And if the person doesn't want to just stop making content and not make any money anymore, they have to branch out or else they just die. Right. Well, <clears throat> thinking about, like, you know, making videos or content as, like, something that people have general interest in, how long do you think it'll be until the interest in Fortnite, which, you know, seems to be the biggest thing right now, how long do you think until that dies out or people get tired? Like, with Minecraft, right, I'm thinking of that was huge for a little bit. That was the game. Okay, right, that everyone's making videos. Microsoft bought it. Microsoft ruins everything. Yeah. So if Microsoft Accurate. buys Fortnite, then it'll die. But okay, so when Microsoft that, buys Fortnite, it's screwed. <laughs> outside of that, since Fortnite is designed in an SaaS model, like a software as a service, I don't expect it'll die with like any time within the next ten, maybe even fifteen years. And at that fifteen point, years. Release a second title, yeah. Look at games like Counter Strike. You think they'll release um, a second title? I don't know, maybe not a second mm. title. It's they could. difficult to make a, a sequel to a game like that, but they might. The thing is, they're going to maintain that game and keep releasing content for it for as long as they possibly can until they bleed it dry. And then once they're ready to make another one, they're going to make basically a clone of that of the current era's modern, using the current era's modern software. I don't expect Fortnite itself to die out anytime soon, though. Not within the next Yeah, neither years, do I. Least. I don't know, it just seems interesting to me. Something about it seems just odd i don't know if it was like this with minecraft i was like young and like with it at the time and with, with fortnite i'm very much like not i don't know it seems kind of oddly popular like it's like it seems kind of niche like niche and it shouldn't be where it is yeah it seems well everyone is just playing only fortnite like from my friends or people i know right it's like all they're gonna do all day when they have the chance to play fortnite like for me i can't play Rocket League, which is my, you know, favorite most played game, for more than, you know, four hours, and I'm done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. For Minecraft, okay, so I, I was huge into Minecraft. Back in the day, I used to, like, do development for Minecraft. I had a lot of servers that would pay me good money to do it, and I probably had close to, like, six or seven thousand hours in that game. I played it a lot, and I developed for it a lot. In fact, I met my best friend of, like, ten years now through a random Minecraft server. Um, <clears throat> when I saw it fall apart, what really... Okay, for me personally, the reason I stopped playing it, it happened to be right around the time Microsoft bought it, but it was that the lead server software for it, which was called Bucket, mm -hmm. one of the lead developers on it put a DMCA takedown on his portion of the code that he wrote, so it was like a copyright notice, like, you guys can't use my code anymore. So they had to basically halt development on the entire... Uh, server software that was like one of the main ones used and uh, the only one I developed for and they were like once we can write the portion of the code that he wrote again we can re-release it and it, to this date it still hasn't been re-released so I just stopped developing for Minecraft altogether because the software I was most familiar with writing plugins for was gone uh, that's why I stopped playing but most people just stopped like once it started hitting consoles and going mainstream so it was when a lot of people started playing it and it was like hey this isn't just something cool that me and my close friends play that no one really cares about or knows about 
it's now something that fucking everyone and their mom and all these six-year-olds on tablets and and xbox players and all this shit play it and it's like well this isn't fun anymore and then it just got boring at that point was it a popular server you were coding for um i coded for several servers um i coded for one of the largest servers in brazil um i coded for like three considerably large servers here and then i would write do independent plugins development so people would just come to me and say hey doesn't matter what server i'm with i just need this plugin and i'm like yeah sure here you go interesting well, I never did any of that. I just played the game on servers, <laughs> usually using like the cheats and stuff to get banned. <laughs> um, that was me. <laughs> and then I got into like the modded version of the game, which I thought was interesting. But the thing that I see different with like Fortnite from Minecraft, right? Because those are the two big booms I can think of, right? That I've experienced mm-hmm. gaming. Um, it's like Minecraft is very versatile. And like creative game, there were mods, there were plugins, there were servers. There was a lot you could do. You could build, you could survive, you could fight. You could, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Fortnite seems like it's a very kind of more linear type of game. Obviously, it's it's open world. Crazy things can happen all the time. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I agree. Fortnite but... is not in no way a sandbox. Um, Minecraft is much more of a sandbox. That's why games like Gmod are so big still. Like, mm-hmm. that game is based on, like, almost... I think it might be a 10-year-plus-old engine, and people still play it like crazy because you can just make so many games inside of that one game, and you can do the same thing in Minecraft. Like, look at, like, the Hunger Games plugins for Minecraft. That was the original Fortnite. So the modability of Fortnite is probably going to bring its lifetime down a little bit less than Minecraft is. Is Minecraft dead now? Uh, no, Minecraft okay. is by no means dead. Okay, It's I'm not sure. Still. Um, people like Wolfles, stuff like that, still do it constantly. Um... But a very, it's kind of like a new community. Like, everybody that plays it is not the same people that were playing it five years ago. Right. Completely different set of people now. So, what game coming out recently, right, are you most excited for? Battlefield Five, man. Battlefield Five, right. Yeah. Yeah. I never, like, got into Battlefield, per se. But it was I've always been... the kind of game I could enjoy. I've been playing Battlefield since uh, 1942 came out, since release day. Um, every single Battlefield title that came out I played, and I was, like, religiously into it. It, it was the same thing for, for the Metal Gear series, but um, that's not really the topic of discussion, right? <laughs> but, no, um, I've always been a huge Battlefield fan. Was Battlefield 1 a disappointment? Alright, it, got, it got really mixed reactions from the community. I think BF4 was much better, but I think Battlefield 1 was a huge technological advancement step forward for Battlefield and the engine. I thought it was beautiful. I think it was kind of limiting on content, just but it's kind of hard to have a lot of content when you're basing your game off of World War One, where there wasn't a lot of stuff. Yeah. Versus when you're making a game that's a futuristic warfare game like BF4 was, it was modern combat, but it was slightly futuristic. So I'm excited for Battlefield Five, but I expect slightly less so than Battlefield One, but I still expect there to be like a content cap where they're just run out of stuff they can add to the game. Um, I think most people were hoping for another modern shooter after Battlefield 1. They're like, okay, cool, you did the historical stuff, but now move back to modern shooter stuff. And they didn't, so a lot of people are upset, especially with that, like, shit-sty of a release trailer they had, which definitely turned a lot of people off. It didn't turn me off because I actually read the documents that displayed what the game's going to have and its feature set and everything, and I'm like, this sounds cool as hell, but the video was terrible. Um, No, but I think most people are just going to, like, probably not buy Battlefield 5 and wait until their next game because they know it's going to be a modern shooter again. Battlefield Hardline, that was a really bad game? Is that the one? Battlefield Hardline was ass. It was literal ass. Yeah, funny thing with that is everyone was like, I was playing Battlefield 4 or 3, whichever one was before it. Was it 4? Before what one? Hardline. Uh, It was technically Battlefield 4, I think. Yeah, it was 4. That was one at the time. I was playing that with all my friends, right, because we were playing a little bit. And then Hardline was coming out, and everyone's like, oh, you have to get Hardline. And I, I saw the trailer, and I just thought it looked bad. I was Something about it just didn't... The trailer didn't look appeasing to me. And that was a good decision not to buy it. The fact that it was cops and robbers? Like, that's not what Battlefield's ever been. Yeah. And, you know, the thing I always liked about Battlefield, which is 4 is the one that I played uh, the most of, is, like, the feeling of kind of insignificance on the battlefield. It's like, oh, you're yeah. not... In Call of Duty, you're a guy running around killing people. In Battlefield 4, you're, you're in a war zone, you know what I mean? Right. That's why um, I really liked PUBG when it first came out, was the scale of everything. Like, the huge fucking maps with a hundred people on it, that's the feeling I like. That's why when they released this new map that was a 4x4 instead of an 8x8, 
I was like, I don't like this. Like, I get it. It's like more combat, but the combat's not what I like about this game. What I like about this game is the scale. I like it being massive. That's why I'm kind of pumped for that new, um, uh, the new game that is uh, similar to PUBG. Why? Why can't I remember the name, the genre of PUBG? What the hell? Battle Royale. Battle Royale. I'm retarded. Anyway, there's that new Battle Royale coming out that's supposed to be able to theoretically be able to support a thousand people on one server. Mm-hmm. And that I'm extremely pumped for, because the like the feeling of like you said insignificance, but for me it's not so much insignificance as scale. Like mm-hmm. I guess they're technically the like two sides of one page, but yeah, I'm I'm pumped for that. Yeah, I think it's fun to have you know it's crazy fights and battles going on all around you, and it's like I'm not the guy in this game. I'm just part of that, you know, and I'm trying to play my role and do my. You know what I mean? I kind of like that feeling in games rather than like uh, like in a Call of Duty game, you very much all the time feel like you're the guy. You know what I mean? Right. You're and the main person. That's another thing I liked about Battlefield 2 is it, it, more so in 1 than in 4, but in 1, like the feeling of like having 20 other people right next to you charging the same way, that was such a good feeling, especially since in Battlefield 1 they added like sound effects and stuff so like you could hear everyone screaming and all the whistles going <laughs> off and shit. It just felt really good. Uh, in Battlefield 4, not so much. Battlefield 4 was more of just the... I, I don't even know what it was Battlefield 4 that made it feel good, but I like that feeling of, like, having a large group of people together doing one, like, for one objective. Whereas in Call of Duty, you're generally, like, at the most can have two people next to each other at once just walking in circles around the same map. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even if you're, like, fighting a tank, right, your one grenade can be the one that takes it out. Mm-hmm. Or you can just get insta-killed like you're nothing, right? It's the... You know, it's very immersive, I think. I think I it's very cool. I was just playing Battlefield before we even started this. <laughs> I think something that might be cool is, like, if you could have something like Battlefield that's very immersive like that, very much scaled, and then just have it with VR, or, like, you know, even more immersive where the thing where you're, like, walking and stuff. Oh, the yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, I've never been big on VR. Uh, it's I feel like I would be. But the few times I've tried it, it's been the kind of, like, I've just happened to be one of those people that get massive headaches from it. Mm-hmm. You've it tried sucks. it, though. Yeah, I've, I've tried okay. multiple. I've never tried VR. And stuff. My roommate had a Vive. A couple of my other roommates had a Vive, and one of them had a, um, what's the other kind? Oculus. Oculus is nowhere near as good as Vive, by the way, if you want my opinion. But I don't like any of them. So <laughs> I'm much more excited for stuff like HoloLens, like mixed reality, but, like, proper mixed reality. Um, the new Leap whatever, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, I just heard about it recently, but that kind of mixed reality stuff is much more interesting. Like augmented reality type thing? Uh, it, it has or... a lot of titles, it's got augmented reality, mixed reality, uh, there's a new one that was just coined like this last week that I can't remember, but yeah, it's all the same thing, it's just superimposing the digital world on top of our existing world. VR, or a while there, a few years ago, it seemed like it was going to kind of take off and be the next kind of genre of gaming, no, or the next thing. Ever since it came out, I knew it was just going to be a gimmick. Like, And it, it has been a gimmick. A while, but, hold on. <laughs> Fisk is currently talking to his wife. Hopefully you can edit this out. Hold on a second. Alright, sorry. Where did I leave off? Um, You were talking about VR? I think VR has, like, from the beginning, was always just kind of a gimmick. Um, when they released it, I was like, yeah, this will be around for a while because it's technology. But then, like, if you look back in the 90s and the 80s and, like, the early 2000s, there was a lot of stuff that was like that that was around for a while, but it was just mm-hmm. a gimmick. Like, there's always going to be something that's either made better or people are just going to get bored with it and move on. And people are already kind of getting bored with it, but now with new AR stuff coming out... I think AR is kind of the next step for VR. I think um, once both of them progress a lot, AR is just going to trample all over VR. You could even have a superimposed VR in an AR headset. That technology is just more advanced. Do you watch Black Mirror by any chance? Yeah, I've seen most every episode. Have you seen the one with the uh, the guy who's playtesting the new video game? The one who's like the, like in the horror house? Yeah, the horror house. Yeah, that one was good. Do you think that uh, AR or VR has any chance of ever being like that? Um, like that? That's not... I wouldn't really call that a VR. Well, so. that went out of control in that case, right? It kind of malfunctioned. Well, yeah, but I get what you're saying. Something where you can, like, where you feel like you're actually there, not, like, just looks like. I think once we get to that point, it won't be, like, a headset that you wear and controllers that you use and, like, a suit that you wear. 
I think it'll be more so something that just latches into your nervous system and takes over. And, like it was there. Right. Takes over your like ocular nerves, all that different shit. So you see and feel and yeah. and, and but at that point, why even live in reality? Well, true, but you need your body to support your brain, and that would just be another space for your brain. But it, true, at that point, all you would have to do in reality is find a form of sustenance to keep your body alive. Yeah, they just plug some tubes in you, you're rich enough, and then you just experience uh, in, in a few hundred the best years, experiences that be case. Yeah, that's, maybe that's where all those civilizations went <laughs> into their maybe uh, VRs. civilizations in their VR simulation. Maybe hundreds of years ago, we were all linked into this one VR simulation, and then we just don't know that it happened because yeah. it was so long ago. Yeah, and life in that universe is terrible, and ours is comparatively amazing, and we're just taking it all for granted. <laughs> that's possible. That would be know. that would be interesting. Um, so that's your thoughts on VR. I don't have too much to say on VR. I never have really gotten into it, but you kind of. I think it kind of turned out to be a dud, and if it was gonna have its breakthrough, it would have. You see some future in AR, which I do think AR is more interesting. Like the example I can think of is like Pokemon Go, which is like the the weakest possible example of AR, and it still blew up. You know what I mean? You know, before Pokemon Go, there was um, what's the name of that game where you choose one team, and then you go around and you find different locations, and you look at your phone instead of the actual world, and there's like portals, and then they throw out resources and whatnot, and then the two teams have to fight for the portals in the real world. This is a game I've never heard of. I'm trying to remember what it was called, but I don't remember what it was called at all. But yeah, it's it's the original version of Pokemon Go. The only difference is it didn't use a camera to display the Pokemon. Interesting. I think I think AR does have some future. Like there's a there's a wine bottle you can get where you hold like yeah. a phone up up to it, and then the wine bottle like has a picture on it that like comes to life and tells you stuff. Oh it's, yeah, it's yeah, in... I've seen that. Yeah, and they like they they use that, and my mom like oh my mom like freaked out when she saw that she bought like four of them or something. Whenever she's going to a party, you know, bring wine. She always gets those and shows everyone. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's uh, applications to it. You know, that's a creative oh, marketing thing. Ross, though. your mom likes to party? <laughs> Yikes. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like a dinner party or something <laughs> like, uh, you know, that that's suburban others do. AR wine. All right, get out of here. <laughs> AR wine is fancy. How dare you? <laughs> Technology, right? What are your thoughts on the use of that for, like, you know, younger generations? Like, obviously, we're both pretty young. You're uh, an iPhone at the age of, like, three months. And they will be richer than you when they are 20 years old. Give a kid an iPhone? Yeah. So you think this, you know, giving all this advanced technology to kids, this is very good, right? Yeah, absolutely. The more they know about it, the better. All right, because that is the world now. You know what I mean? Right. And okay. Everybody and their mother wishes that when they were young, they would have had way more education around technology. And the best right. way to educate them is just to let them fucking figure it out themselves. Yeah, everyone wants to be the Bill Gates that designed the new thing, you know what I mean? Or the guy who made Apple. So I, I see that. Be. I am. You are, you are? Let's talk about the negative effects that are there, right? Like people becoming antisocial, right? What, that is what not you a negative effect, in my opinion. It's not a negative effect. No. Society is so fucked up, being antisocial is probably better for you. But, like, there's people, say, with, like, you know, social media and stuff like that, the people becoming addicted to that when really social media is, you know, letting you experience the worst part of society than if you were just talking and hanging out with friends okay, and, so you know. Anyone that gets addicted to social media is already too stupid and it's just a lost cause. Well, I mean, I go to a um, high school, like I've said, right? And everyone there is using the uh, Snapchat the and Instagram. Snapchat, Those are the, t the snap, the, uh, that old Snapchat thing. The Snapchat thing. Um, and Instagram. Those are the two things. And it's Instagram like, ass, if I'm having a conversation with someone, they're on their phone taking selfies and like sending them to people for streaks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's like an expected thing. Right. And that's, again, society being fucked up. The less involved you are with society, the better off you'll be. <laughs> But for, like, specifically, like, younger generations, like, young kids, you know, five to six, they all have, like, they have iPads now that are theirs, that they just play games on and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. You don't think that that is, you know, dangerous or bad? Um, no, I don't. I think it's a good entry point for technology. The thing is, you have to know how to do it properly. You don't just give it to them and then let them decide what they're going to do the rest of their lives. You give it to them and then you tear it away and you give them something better until you're eventually giving them something that's just AES 256-bit encryption algorithms for them to study. And they think it's still just technology. So, 
what you're saying, because you think technology careers are the things that are going to be looked for in the future, right? So you're a coder or whatever, right? You design software. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you think like, you know, that's where you can find jobs easily, you know, software engineering, think, coding, stuff like that. I, and, okay, so I'm not saying it's the prominent one, but I think as time goes on, software development and any type of technical engineering is, or even regular engineering is going to be a very much larger portion of the workforce than it is today. Or it was like, if you look at it today, it's an exponentially larger portion of the workforce than it was 20 years ago. And it's going to continue to like increase in its size. So yeah, I think it is a very, very viable option and one that I would love to encourage my children to go towards. So I, the way I'm seeing it is like it's not even for you a thing where they can you know talk with their friends or keep up with games. It's letting them experience and technology, get used to the technology yeah. so they can learn about it, right? With their friends or through their friends or through social media or through whatever, absolutely. I, I'm all for it. What do you think about, like, parenting through, like, punishing through technology? Like, there's things you can get where you can now, like, shut down your kid's phone. You can track them. You can, like, view their calls and everything they're doing on the I phone. I think that is just as overly ridiculous as people who put trackers on their kids' cars to know how far away from the home they are. Right. It's it's too much, right? It's over-the-top ridiculous bullshit, yeah. So, like, when you're a parent, right, because you have a baby now, um... Mm-hmm when you and your kid gets a phone right you're not gonna be worried or stressing of what they're doing like my kid already has a phone okay but they're not at the age where they're gonna be doing something dangerous or bad you know what i mean all right so here's the thing even if they are at the age where they could be doing something dangerous my kids are that stupid then they shouldn't be my kids (laughs) so okay you're hoping you have, you know, bright kids, right? Or you do. I'm not judging your kids. No, so if they ever get into something like that, I'll take it from them. I'll track the person down myself, and then I'll murder them, and then um, I'll give the phone back to my kid and be like, oh, I guess they just aren't responding anymore, man. All right. In the situation where someone's trying to do something. Right. So you think it's all good, all bright in the future? No, absolutely not. But um, I think... <laughs> I think... Uh, I, I, I'm pretty well prepared for it. You're pretty, yeah, you do, you're very knowledgeable with the technology and stuff like that, right? You're gonna be the guy who makes the thing and codes your own uh, children's phone to make sure it does exactly what you want it to do? Yes, that I yeah. will code my children's phone to make it do what I want it to do. Like, man, I don't know what I'm talking about. That <laughs> seems like something you would do with this. I don't know. All right, I guess we're gonna end it there with the... Uh, positive outlook on Fisk's children being experienced in technology and whatnot. And murdering pedophiles. Right. Yeah, you took it there, and I was like, I was like, I, I wasn't necessarily meaning that. And then you're just like, I'm gonna murder them. Alright, I guess I'll stop recording, man.